the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So many to choose from. Yes, one of those weeks uh, with lots of candidates, including a couple of hundred idiots in Washington who are trying to bankrupt the country by giving free stuff to everybody. But the rules say we can only pick one person for this very prestigious award. And now, it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. As I said, there were a couple hundred Democrats in Washington who were strong candidates, and what they're doing could have a major impact on our lives if they get away with it. This week's winner works in Washington, but she's in the media. And we featured her on the show here just a couple of days ago. That would be the only way that you probably would have heard of her uh, if you were listening to the show here. But, but she wrote a column about Bradley Beal, a player for the Washington Wizards, who had the nerve this week to say he didn't want to get the vaccine. And this is what Candace Buckner wrote, quote, But as Beal opened up about his views, some of which float around social media courtesy of anti-vaccine activists, I realized that in some ways I never knew him at all. And of course, she didn't never know him at all because she works in the media and she covers him as a basketball player. She doesn't know him. Anyway, she wrote, quote, He was not squirrely about his opinions, unlike Brooklyn Nets guard Kyrie Irving or other NBA, NFL, and MLB athletes who recycle the words privacy and personal reasons when asked about their vaccination status during the middle of a public health crisis, unquote. Now, Candace obviously believes that privacy and personal reasons don't count in a public health crisis, and the government, of course, gets to tell you how severe and dangerous that crisis is. And then she wrote this, quote, The Washington sports fans who disagreed with Beal must now reconcile their appreciation for him with their dismay over his words. So if you like watching him play basketball, that's fine, but you're going to have to deal with what these with, with these terrible things that he said as you watch him. She goes on, We can still respect Beal, the basketball player, and Beal, the community activist, but we know him a little bit better now, and maybe we wish we didn't. So she's saying that all Washington, that's unquote, and then she's saying that all Washington sports fans should think a lot less of Bradley Beal now because she does. And for that, Candace Buckner is the winner of this week's Windows R Us Jerk of the Week Award. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us, Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. When we come back, we're going to revisit the story that I think is not being done by anybody locally, except here. I could be wrong about that. But anyway, we're going to revisit the story about possible infanticide and pit. Stick around. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 1231-21. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrustpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrustpittsburgh.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. 
The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. It's been tough talking to my doctor about constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. I finally laid all my symptoms out there and how they keep coming back. She said I may have irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC. We agreed it's time to try something different. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Lens S and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Visit a doctor in person or online. Say yes to Lens S. Learn more at lensess.com or call 1 800 L I N Z E S S. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Michael Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the radio listeners specials. Get deep discounts on MyPillow's mattress toppers, towels, and so much more. For example, Mike's offering a buy one, get one free offer on Giza sheets. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listeners specials for the buy one, get one free offer on Giza Sheets. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 for these great specials. That's 800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Uh, <clears throat> Pitt and uh, possible infanticide is in the news again. Uh, at least it's in the national news with foxnews.com reporting on it yesterday. There's always a chance that I missed it, but I'm pretty sure the local media are still ignoring this story. And so is the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh, as far as I know. The Catholic League is not ignoring it. Mike McDonald is their communications director, and he joins us now. Mike, thanks for being here. Hey, John. Thanks for having me on tonight. So uh, your president, uh, Bill Donahue, has been on the show a couple of times, and I know he's been working hard to get this story out there. Um, and I'll get into the details of the story for people who aren't familiar with what's going on. But I don't see it getting a lot of media coverage. Why do you suppose that is? Well, it's the the media is pro-abortion through and through. They don't want any pro-life messaging being out there. They don't want any sort of stories that might paint abortion in a negative light, especially one that involves uh, the Obama administration uh, paying money, potentially paying money to the University of Pitt. Uh, you know, that doesn't look good if you're uh, promoting abortion as this uh, safe, harmless alternative. Who's it safe for? Uh, definitely not the babies. No. <laughs> this is about Pitt being accused uh, by, among other people, David Delayden of the Center for Medical Progress of harvesting organs from unborn babies whose hearts uh, are still beating. And there are doctors who have testified that the only and I, it's it's kind of a complicated issue. Um, to describe why this would, what they're doing would require the hearts to still be beating before they harvested the organs. But that's what they're being accused of doing. And they're being accused by doctors, including some doctors who have worked as abortion uh, doctors and are very much pro-choice. But the silence from the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh, Mike, is uh, deafening. Uh, still, I, guess, I think. Uh, what will it take to change that? Yeah, this is going to take 
uh, lay Catholics getting involved and putting pressure on uh, the officials in Pennsylvania, uh, particularly people that have the ability to provide oversight. At the Catholic League, we reached out to the Auditor General, uh, asking him to uh, launch an investigation. And the best thing we got was uh, Pitt reaching out and saying, uh, saying that you know we are going to bring in uh, some attorneys to take a look at our practices. But now it's coming out in Fox News, like you mentioned, that well they're not looking at all of the practices. They're not looking at every single thing, and that that's kind of ridiculous. You know, you don't get to pick and choose what an investigation should be looking at. If you're really interested in getting to the heart and soul of the matter, to make sure and put aside any doubts that you know, you've done anything wrong here, you would give the investigators free reign to go in there and see exactly what every step of your processes are. But they're not doing that, which raises questions. Well, are you trying to hide something? What are you doing? So we, we really need uh, someone that has real power to go in there and investigate and, yeah, it's unfortunately not going to come from Washington, D.C. The Biden administration is all in on this. And they've actually lifted some of the bans that the Trump administration put in place to make sure that these type of practices uh, that have allegedly happened at Pitt would not happen anymore. Yeah. And um, again, to, to, I mean, for me, is uh, the, le- the furthest thing from a doctor you could possibly find to try to describe what's going on. Uh, from what I understand, it's what's involved is um, that in order to get the uh, to harvest the organ and have it be uh, have the value that they want to have for the for the stuff that they're using it for research that they use it for there. It has to be harvested as blood is being pumped into the organ. And the only way that can happen is if the heart is still beating when you remove the organ. I think I'm describing it correctly. Uh, and that's a it's pretty nasty. Um, it's, uh, and so it, it, you would think that the, I, I just, it just kind of disappoints me that the Catholic Church, knowing this is going, do, uh, going on literally down the street from them, that they wouldn't be uh, at least putting pressure on the local media here to cover the story. Hold a press conference, you know, do something. Yeah, and that, that's a very good point. You know, I can't speak for the uh, diocese in uh, Pittsburgh there. But I can say at the Catholic League, this is an issue that we are taking very seriously, and you know we're getting our members out there. We've got tens of thousands of people uh, that we reach out to regularly for these types of things to put pressure on people to get them to do the right thing, to come to justice. And it's very unfortunate that you know in this instance where you know Pitt started chirping that they were going to start doing the right things, and now it looks like this is you know just a half-hearted, face-saving measure. Don't look at all of our books, please. And that's that's very disheartening, very concerning. So it is going to take, you know, lay Catholics, like I mentioned, getting up and putting pressure on people uh, in Pennsylvania, because it seems like that's the best place to do it, because, like I said, it's not going to come from Washington. The Biden administration isn't going to do anything. So, you know, as lay Catholics, we need to get involved. We can't just wait for the bishops to say something. We have as equal amount of say of the importance of our faith in our lives, just as the bishops do. So it is on lay Catholics to get involved and put pressure on people. But what about lay Catholics putting pressure on the diocese and saying, hey, where are you guys? Why don't, Why aren't you doing something about this? Yep, that's uh, definitely, definitely a conversation that could be had. And, you know, again, we all have a stake in our church here. We all have a stake in our faith. So if that is the best way to get involved... Uh, then that that should be considered and explored. Now, the headline on the foxnews.com story is, uh, quote, University of Pittsburgh accused of, uh, quote, lowering the cone of silence with new fetal tissue probe. Now, Pitt continues to deny any wrongdoing. Uh, from what you know about this, what you've seen, uh, does this qualify? I know you've been around the media a long time. Does this qualify as stonewalling what Pitt is doing, do you think? Yes, <laughs> this would probably be a textbook definition. You open up uh, the dictionary, and there would be a picture of Pitt there. Uh, you're right. You can't just bring in investigators, like I said, and set parameters. If you really want to get to the truth, if you really want to make sure, and you, maybe they've done absolutely nothing wrong. Maybe they have. But if you really want to prove that, then you should be giving uh, investigators full access to all of your books, see everything that you've done, well, when you're out there setting up limitations, 
in my mind, I, you know, I'm a very low trust individual, <laughs> very skeptical of these things. But it seems like you're setting it up as we don't. There's nothing to see here. Just look at look at the nice pre-approved papers. Uh, they're, they're official and nothing else. And that's that's not really convincing me. Convincing the Catholic League that you guys are being good actors here. We we would like to see more accountability. And if you guys if at Pitt can't provide it, then someone else needs to step in here. Yeah, they the what they did was hire a. Uh, from what I understand, they they hired a, a DC law firm, which includes some Pitt alums on it, um, and they are investigating themselves, which is always a problem. And, and yes, and as you said, if this, you know, they uh, you, and Pitt says that they're not a, what they are. The university is different from the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, which people may have forgotten here is what UPMC stands for so the university of pittsburgh is saying that they they don't they're, they're, they shouldn't be responsible for what upmc does which doesn't make a lot of sense but if they are uh proud of what they're doing and they in their denials that's what they say they're talking about how, well, how great this is for um uh, and the research is is helping to uh defeat diseases and and, and all that stuff the, the good stuff that's supposed to be coming out of this they should be Parading the, the this information in front of people, they should be thrilled at a, at the opportunity to get it out. They're doing wonderful work, according to them. Why aren't they bragging about it? Right. If there's nothing to hide, be blatant and honest about it. But you know, uh, in the initial uh, tranche of information that came out uh, in the FOIA request from Judicial Watch, one of the things that uh, they claimed was. Uh, Pittsburgh is a very large, diverse population. It will be no problem to acquire uh, body parts from ethnic minorities. When, if you look at the census data, it's seventy uh, percent of the population is white in Pittsburgh. So even about that, they're kind of fudging the numbers. So why would we trust them if you're going to lie in your initial grant or your initial grant proposal? Why would we trust you now that people are raising ethical questions that you're going to suddenly give us the truth? Yeah, and Dr. Tara Sander Lee of the Charlotte uh, Lozier Institute. I tried to get someone from uh, there to come on the show, and uh, they didn't call me back, so I don't know what that's all about. But anyway, it's an anti-abortion group, and uh, it says using attorneys isn't enough. Scientists should be looking into this, and they're talking about the results coming out in 18 months. Now, if we're talking about infanticide here, and hey, maybe that's not what it is, and uh, you know that's up the pits has every right to defend themselves against this and prove that it's not. But if we are talking about it, you would think that there should be a little bit more urgency than eighteen months to to find out if that's because if it's going on, it shouldn't go on for eighteen minutes. Yeah, you would figure that there would be some urgency because this, these are life and death questions. But when you're saying, uh, like you're mentioning here, eighteen months. That sounds like it's enough time to shred the evidence, burn whatever's left, change practices and say, nope, 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 nothing to see here. Uh, it is very concerning that, again, you're letting people police themselves. Uh, I don't think that is the most effective way to go about uh, solving an ethical problem, uh, a problem of life and death. Uh, it shouldn't just be left to bad actors, allegedly bad actors, who may or may not have done anything and may or may not want that to come out. It's very concerning. We re- we really need real oversight here. Yeah, and um, again, get, and we're we're talking to uh, Michael McDonald. Mike McDonald, he's the communications director at the Catholic League. Um, is I, I don't know. I'm not that familiar with everything that you guys do. I've I've been aware of Bill Donahue for a long time. You know, seen him on talk shows and everything. And obviously, he's very passionate in his defense of the Catholic uh, Church and uh, of Catholics in general, and uh, he works hard against the media to, you know, to, to state his case. But um, how much, uh, what's, how much of, of this kind of thing do you guys deal with on a daily basis, where, you're, where you're, your job is to use your um, position to f- uh, get people to put pressure where, where pressure needs to be put? Yeah, so uh, this is a pretty much a day in the life of the Catholic League. There's there's always something uh, going on uh, in which the Catholic uh, policies, institutions, are uh, being forced out. Uh, of late, we've really been dealing a lot with the uh, transgender uh, issue, 
as it's being forced on uh, school children, as it's being forced on Catholic hospitals. Uh, abortion as well, that's another big one that uh, we're seeing. Uh, again, all this is happening under Joe Biden because this, this is part of his plan to remake America. And uh, we're seeing Catholic hospitals being uh, forced to perform abortion. We're seeing a lot of bad things coming out of Washington. Uh, and so that's uh, one of the things we do at the Catholic League every day. We will uh, sound the alarm, get our people involved. We have tens of thousands of uh, members that actively are involved, reaching out, putting pressure on uh, pretty much anyone. Uh, next week we're actually going, uh, we've got a couple of uh, doozies in the work that are just promoting all these sort of anti-American values. Uh, so it would be, you know, uh, that's pretty much what we do every day. If any one of your listeners are interested in, a lot of great folks out in Pittsburgh, a lot of good, strong Catholics out there that are good, smart-thinking people and know what's going on in this country is not right right now. Definitely should check us out, uh, catholicleague.org, catholicleague.org. That's all one word. Check us out. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. You can check us out there as well. Yeah, uh, and, um, uh, you know, Pitt's a state institution, which means that this work is being paid for by taxpayers. Uh, what are the chances that Pitt's going to conduct an investigation and then only release the information, maybe after 18 months, that bolsters their claim that they're not doing anything illegal, and the media will just accept it? That's what I see coming. Oh, probably. The media has no interest, like I said, of promoting anything that remotely smells like it's pro-life. They have no interest in doing that whatsoever. They will bury that as deep as they can. Even if it does come out that these guys have been, you know, terribly uh, unethical, have done everything wrong, nothing by the books, it will be buried and will be on the last page of any newspaper. So it is very concerning, and that's why, again, you know, uh, as lay Catholics, uh, the Catholic League, we, we try and give you a voice give you an opportunity to, to get involved, to make sure that we are being heard and are applying pressure to the right people to get something done. I'm talking to Mike McDonald. He is the, uh, the, director, the communications director for the Catholic League. Did you happen to catch Mike uh, yesterday? I don't even know her name. Uh, the, the, the video of her got, uh, I don't know if it qualified as viral, but a lot of people saw it. The woman, uh, I saw it on C-SPAN. It was a. I actually saw it, a video, a clip of it from C-SPAN. But it, she said that abortion is um, is a sign of love. Is it's uh, it's a wonderful thing, blessing. Yeah, yeah. It's, these these are strange times that we live in. But yes, the uh, the House Oversight Committee they were having a, a hearing yesterday on the Texas heartbeat law, and it, apparently abortion is a sign of love. Uh, you know, I always thought it was in the Bible. No one has greater love than to lay down their life for. A, uh, someone else, but apparently, apparently, these times have changed in Joe Biden's America. That uh, abortion is the greatest form of love between a mother and her child. I didn't realize that, but uh, we're living in clown world now. Have where where are we uh, as far as you guys are concerned at the Catholic League and the Catholic Church in, in general? I guess uh, if you can speak for them, um, where are we with abortion now compared to where we were ten years ago and the future is. Are you confident that, that that hearts and minds are being changed here at all, or is it just is it just the same old thing? And it's just uh, conservatives against liberals and anti-abortion against uh, 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 pro-choice. Is it go, is it going anywhere? Is it getting any better? Uh, you know, if you asked me a, a year ago when Trump was in there, uh, the Trump administration was doing a lot of good things on uh, the issue of life. Uh, really good things are actually even coming out of HHS, which today is just the the, heart be, uh, the hotbed of everything pro-abortion that the uh, Biden administration is pushing. Uh, so, you know, we had a, a very good pro-life president. That was a really good high watermark, and it did seem like the the tide was turning, but now that we got Biden in there, the deep state's running everything again, uh, it seems like we're on the losing side, but it, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, it's uh, like they say in baseball, right? Uh, momentum's only as good as the next arm in the bullpen. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes the momentum's with us. Sometimes it's against us, but this is the most important critical issue facing us today as a nation. If we cannot protect life, we cannot preserve life. Then what, what does that say about us as a people? And therefore, you know, we got to keep fighting this. It, it doesn't matter. And, uh, you know, speaking of the uh, Catholic bishops, uh, USCCB, uh, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, uh, 
Archbishop Nauman, uh, the chairman of the pro-life committee, has been very strong and really doing everything we can to hold the uh, D.C. administration to task for everything that they've been doing. Well, you're keeping up the good fight. I appreciate you coming on to talk about this. and it'd be interesting. It would be nice to see the local Catholic uh, diocese do something about it and get involved in it, but uh, I guess we'll just have to wait. Uh, Mike, I appreciate you coming on. Hey, John, always a pleasure. All right, thank you. That's Mike McDonald, Communications Director for the Catholic League. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. House Democratic leaders late Thursday postponed a vote yet again on the bipartisan infrastructure bill amid threats from progressives to take it as leverage for a separate, larger package to expand social safety net programs. Details from Bertie Bennett. After a long day of meetings between Speaker Nancy Pelosi and the warring centrist and progressive factions of the caucus, Democrats opted to delay a vote planned for Thursday rather than allow an embarrassing public failure on the House floor. A notice from House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer's office, issued shortly before 11 p.m., confirmed that there would be no further votes for the night. The House is expected to reconvene Friday morning as the negotiations continue. House Democrats can only afford up to three defections with their narrow majority and still pass legislation on their own without the help of Republicans. Bernie Bennett in Washington. President Biden meeting with House Democrats today to try and move forward on his bill. This is SRN News. Right now, people are home with their pets more often, and I think especially with the shedding, they're more cognizant of what's going on and that it's an actual issue. Nala's got some skin issues. He gets really going and scratching. Excessive shedding, a lot of just scratching and itching. Digging, scratching and itching and biting. On top of that, he was starting to get black buildup in his ears. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I just heard the Dynavite commercial so many times that I said, you know what, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And I ordered it and tried it, and it worked. We started Dynavite, and in our first box, we noticed a difference, especially with the shedding. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. We've got four dogs, all different ages, all different sizes, and they've all just responded really well to the Dynavite, and they all love it. We will be using Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. We order our Dynavite from Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. AM 1250, the answer. Our bench runs deep. Larry Elder's away, but Carl Jackson's got you covered. This is Carl Jackson on the next Larry Elder Show. What's really behind the left's love affair with black socialists? Also, what's going to happen with the government shutdown showdown? The unmaking of the white Christian worldview, written by a lefty, of course. Carl Jackson on the next Larry Elder Show. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7 on AM 1250. The answer. President Biden and Senator Bernie Sanders' $4.7 trillion infrastructure plans are a typical Washington bait and switch. Politicians raise taxes, promising roads and bridges, but then waste trillions on special interests and partisan priorities, rigging the system for the well-connected while harming workers' wages and crushing small businesses. Call 412-324-4806 and tell Congressman Connor Lamb to reject President Biden and Senator Sanders' phony infrastructure plan. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Football is back, and so is tailgating. Whether it's Friday Night Lights, Saturday College, or Pro Sundays, Solaire Portable Infrared Grills set up fast and heat up quickly. Only three minutes to searing hot temperatures, just like the big backyard Solaires. The Solaire Grills will make you the master of the tailgater with the juiciest, most flavorful food in the parking lot. The fast grilling times leave you more time to talk up your team. And they cool down fast so you won't miss a minute of the game. The Solaire Anywhere and Solaire Everywhere portable infrared grills are perfect for any grilling on the go. From picnics to camping, RVs to boating, but especially tailgating. And they're made in the USA with the confidence of a 100-year-old family business. Amaze your tailgating friends with Solaire infrared grills. Learn more about these fantastic grills at besthotgrill.com. That's besthotgrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck 
in traffic? We've got the answer. We are still seeing Bedford Avenue shut down with police activity between Peachway and Manila Street. Delays on inbound Parkway North, Reedsdale Street to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway East, heavy congestion outbound from 885 to Edgewood, Swissvale. Delay of about 10 minutes there. Inbound, Forest Hills to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel, about a 7-minute delay. Parkway West, heavy inbound. Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Delay running about 12 minutes there. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Clear to partly cloudy skies for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 44. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow. Beautiful start to the weekend. We'll see a high tomorrow of 75. Tomorrow night, mainly cloudy and mild with a couple of showers late, low 59. Sunday will be cloudy with a couple of showers at a high of 72. Monday, cloudy with showers, the high 71. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Hey, remember when climate change and the environment were our biggest problems? That was before COVID-19. You don't hear about it as much now, but the Democrats are trying to push the Green New Deal through as we speak, actually. And I noticed that the state of Washington announced, I don't know if they just announced it today or it took uh, it takes place today, but it's it's coming. They've announced a ban on single-use plastic bags. So the hysteria is bubbling below the surface, I guess. John Tierney is a senior contributor at CityJournal.org and the Manhattan Institute, and he's written a lot about plastic, recycling, and climate hysteria. He joins us now. John, thanks for coming back on the show. Appreciate it. Thanks for inviting me, John. So, Always great to be back in Pittsburgh. Yes, yeah, I should mention you are a Pittsburgh guy. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But you're in New York City as we speak? Yes, that's yeah. right. Okay, you have my sympathy. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I see you have a piece up at cityjournal.org. This is why I wanted to get you on the show with this headline, Let's Hold On to the Throwaway Society. Now, uh, I don't think you can get any more politically incorrect than that, can you? Are you trying to doom the planet, John? Is this what you want? I'm trying to save the planet oh, and okay. also uh, and also humanity, <laughs> which is something least, that we're, least you doesn't can do. seem to matter much to Greens, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, no, the plastic thing is the craziest, you know, um, obsession, you know, by, well, by Greens because um, – in this piece on the throwaway society, and I've written a lot about plastic bag bans, and I'm really sorry to see Pittsburgh is, you know, is, is, is you know, is considering that. Oh, and, it's coming, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just absurd because it's one of these things that makes people feel virtuous, but in fact, they're wasting time, wasting money, and they're actually, you know, adding to carbon emissions. You know, they're hurting the environment because, and if you look at the history of the throwaway society, um, you can see why it began. It began about a century ago. Uh, and it be, and it was actually public health officials who you know who encouraged this because people you know were reusing these these metal cups at drinking fountains and it was spreading diphtheria and, and tuberculosis and they and they did not want people reusing stuff because it was unsanitary and we and we learned that lesson again during the COVID pandemic where you know um, you know you know suddenly people thought God why are we uh, bringing these you know the, uh, these reusable tote bags. In the, in the grocery stores, uh, because, you know, there are germs on them. And now, I mean, it, it's turned out that, you know, probably COVID is not really spread on surfaces, but we, but well before this, we knew in the last few years, there have been a number of studies showing that these reusable bags carry all kinds of pathogens that carry E. coli. You know, there, you know, there have been sort of outbreaks of, uh, of illness linked to these, these reusable tote bags because people do not wash them out. And, you know, and if you bring it back from the grocery store with that, then it's got, um, and, and you've got something leaking from the meat or from that, you know, these bacteria um, stay there and they get passed on. They get passed on at the counter when you put the bag down and next person gets it. Um, so it's silly to be trying to ban these thin plastic bags, which are just marvels of, of um, economic and environmental efficiency. You know, they, they cause... Um, a plastic bag is by far the best environmental choice. Yeah, but nobody wants to hear that, uh, and uh, it's just—it's just—it's not politically correct to say that. Uh, so, so our, I guess climate hysterics are, are now conflicted. 
because of COVID-19 hysteria? I mean, no more tote bags. You mentioned uh, Starbucks ceramic mugs. All of a sudden, that's not a good idea to bring your, your own Starbucks mug in because evil COVID-19 germs could <laughs> jump right out of the mug and go up somebody's nose, I guess. I don't know. Right. Now, that was the... Uh I mean, there's always one form of hysteria or another, but I mean, the thing that Greens never talk about, and, and I was looking at coverage of, of the Pittsburgh, you know, proposal and the people pushing that saying, oh my God, we have to use, you know, there was a bookstore owner saying, uh, up the north side, I think, saying, you know, that I use paper bags for all my books. Yeah. Well, she is, she is adding to the, uh, global warming by doing that because uh, a paper bag, um, involves, uh, about four times as many greenhouse emissions as a thin plastic bag. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, and, and, and when you throw it away, the plastic bag, when you throw it away and it goes in the landfill, it doesn't, you know, there are no more emissions. But, you know, paper bag can decompose and release more. Um, and these reusable tote bags are, 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 are much worse because, you know, they're, they're heavier plastic and they involve lots, you know, it takes more energy to manufacture them, to transport them because they're heavier. Same with paper bags, and they, you know, and, and and they're, you know, by some estimates, it depends how you do it, but at least fifteen times, maybe many more times, greenhouse emissions, you know, carbon emissions involved with them than there are with these thin, you know, plastic bags that have so little material in them. They're just marvels of it. And you know, in this essay on the on the Throwaway Society, and what I wrote about was that people just marveled at these plastic products when they were introduced last century because they kept food. You know, uh, you could see the food you were buying for the first time. They were lighter. They were they kept things fresher longer, so there was less waste, and they were more sanitary. I mean, you know, these were, uh, you know, people were not spreading tuberculosis at drinking fountains anymore because you know they started using Dixie cups. That was the first great item of the throwaway society, and ever since then, you know, the, the, these plastic products were just welcomed. And really, the most important thing is if you care about people. They just save people so much time. You know, there are these wonderful ads back in the 70s and 80s of, of you know, these uh, showing these poor housewives that are um, standing over the sink with 7,000 glasses that she had to wash during her lifetime. And then, you know, why was she spending all that time and, you know, washing glasses when you could use plastic things and save her time and more time for, you know, for her to do things she wanted? Yeah. Now, you mentioned the Dixie Cup. I want to get to that in a minute because uh, I hadn't thought about the Dixie Cup for a long time until you wrote about it. But um, <laughs> just you, you could just describe, you mentioned the common cup. So what we had was people uh, at, a, at a ball game, for example, where there's you know, a few thousand people at Forbes Field. I don't know where it would have been, um, where they're waiting in line at a water fountain. And instead of leaning over and drinking out of the fountain, there's a cup hanging there, and everybody grabs the cup, fills it up, drinks it, puts it back, and the person behind them picks the cup up and drinks it. This is what people were doing? Yes, and it just appalled. You know, this one crusader in Kansas who kind of started the ban the cup movement, he saw, you know, these people with tuberculosis on a, on a train drinking from this cup that then, you know, that other people, children, and you know, were going to do. So they were... And they started this whole thing called the Band the Cup campaign. They had all these cartoons of, um, uh, you know, of, of the grim of the Grim Reaper and of these sort of very unsavory-looking, you know, guys and these poor women and children, you know, being infected by this. Um, you know, so and 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 Dixie Cups, the idea of something that you, you know, that you threw away that wasn't contaminated at all. This was just a great advance for people, and and people realize that. I mean, they. They just marveled at the convenience of these. It was a great, you know, like cellophane was considered a miracle when it came out. God, it kept everything so so fresh, and yeah. and and you could see what you were buying. It was a great thing instead of um, newspaper and, you know, taking stuff home with these, you know, in your own bags and stuff. Yeah. It was a great ad during World War Two. It showed, uh, you know, German. Um, it showed American POWs in a German camp, and and the German guard is looking on enviously as as they're getting cigarette, you know, camel cigarettes from home wrapped in cellophane, and and and, the, and you know the headline was the prisoners who have better cigarettes than their guards. <laughs> People <laughs> well, appreciate the benefits. Yeah, and and the Dixie Cup it came about 
uh, because uh, it started with the ban the cup thing, but capitalism uh, created uh, someone who saw an opportunity and said, hey, how about this, right? Exactly. It was somebody, you know, after they banned the cup and, you know, the, the, the first big success was in Kansas, they banned the cup and they're thinking, well, what are people going to drink from? And this entrepreneur who'd been born in Kansas and then he, he and his brother-in-law invented this, you know, these cups that, that you could stack and it came in a dispenser. Um, and, um, and so they, you know, and that's how Dixie cups were born. And that really began the throwaway society. And, you know, life magazine had a great thing in the, in the fifties, you know, this cover, this picture showing this, this husband and wife and their child throwing just, you know, dozens of things in the air. It was a stage photograph. They're all kind of there. And they're saying this to save them so many hours. You know, they have so much time. What a wonderful thing that people you don't have to spend all this time washing dishes and redoing things. And, you know, and yet that just got forgotten by Greens in the 70s. You know, and they went back. You know, another thing that they really um, uh, crusaded against early last century was um, in bathrooms, they had this, these towels, you know, these cloth towels on a roller that you do, and that was also spreading disease. So, you know, paper towels were a great invention, to, you know, to that disposable towels. And yet, you know, when I was in college in the 70s, the big thing was, oh, we've got to ban paper towels and we'll yeah. all just use a, you, yep. you know, use a towel, but you're, you're spreading diseases that way. I, I, it's not been that long since I have run into uh, one of those in a, in a men's room. Where they're still doing it. They, they got the, the cloth towel. Maybe not since COVID. Maybe they finally get rid of it. Here's what I think you should do, John. You live in New York City. Uh, right. you, you should start a campaign uh, and say that you want to go back to the, the common cup and, and just, see what, just see what kind of reaction you'd get from all the hysterical people up there who are wearing, still wearing masks and plastic gloves. And just say, you know, I I think what this this whole uh, this whole throwing paper cups away, I and just uh, stand there at a water fountain and just hang a like a nice <laughs> aluminum cup and have people just see how they how would they react to that? Do you think? I don't think it would go over. Uh, well, to you know, uh, well, yeah, as you say, it's this conflicted thing. They're now hysterical about COVID, so yep. they, you know, they. Uh, um, so no, and it is crazy in New York here. We're still. You know, there's masks everywhere, and people are. It's just, I mean, that, you know, that's his own form of insanity we're dealing with too. So, yeah, you it, know, it, it's just you, you, it's the merchants of fear, you know, who are doing, you know, they just make a living scaring people on this whole plastic thing, you know, about oh, that the oceans we're polluting the oceans yeah. with this, and you know, it's a, the stuff that you throw in the trash. Plastic does not end up in the oceans, you know, unless you recycle it. Yeah. Right. I mean, the worst thing you can do is recycle um, plastic because some of that, you know, it used to, it's less so now, but but that used to get shipped mostly to China and, and, and then other Asian countries, and they don't have very good waste handling. So some of that does leak in the ocean. Virtually all the plastic pollution in the ocean comes from Asia um, and from some other poor countries. What we should do is throw plastic in the trash and bury it in a landfill so it doesn't endanger any, you know, any on animals in the ocean. Yeah, and I see that in the 80s in your piece, <laughs> the plastic grocery bags were on the black market in Russia in, in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, people, people. it was a big status symbol to have have a plastic grocery bag, partly because yeah. it was something from the West that they didn't have. They, but also because, you know, in Moscow, you couldn't... Um, the, the stores were um, always ran out of things, and occasionally, you know, the word would go out that there was a, a store near you that suddenly had, you know, some new product in it, that, and, and it wouldn't last long. So you wanted to have this wonderful little plastic bag with you you could stuff in your pocket, and, and whenever a store actually had something, you could rush into it and get a bag instead of having to carry around a tote bag all day. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, we just you know we take all these advantages for granted, and then we get these green moralists who've decided they're going to make us try and live differently. These are people who never have really looked at the benefits of the products they're trying to ban. And you could you could make a good comparison, couldn't you, to masks because uh, they look like you're really you care a lot when you have one on, and now they're going to they're making kids wear them, and they're actually making people sick who wouldn't get sick. If they didn't have a mask on, and we're probably going to find out when this is all over that the mask made things worse. Probably. I mean, there's certainly no, you know, a City Journal's been doing a lot of articles on this, looking, 
you know, deep dives into the research on it. And before COVID, most of the good, you know, randomized clinical trials did not show benefits from wearing, you know, masks, especially not cloth masks, the kind of people wear. And there are risks associated with, the, you know, with these things because bacteria stays on them. People don't get enough oxygen. They cause headaches, you know, and, and it's this child abuse forcing kids to do it. They are at so low risk from COVID, you know, the flu is more dangerous to them. And yet, you know, they're doing, I mean, most other, you know, in Europe, they don't force kids, you know, young children to wear masks. And the World Health Organization recommends against it for anyone under five years old. But we're forcing these two-year-olds, to, you know, three-year-olds to wear it on the playground. It's yep. just absurd. It's child abuse. And we're finishing up here with John Tierney, a contributing editor of City Journal and a contributing science columnist for the New York Times and author of The Power of Bad, How the Negativity Effect Rules Us and How We Can Rule It. I'm just looking here at finishing up here, looking at your piece. The last thing i got to go, but uh, it says here um, uh, the, ad, the, the, the story in, uh, about Dixie Cups. There was an ad, use Dixie Cups and the best years of your life won't go down the drain. <laughs> so you're not wasting time washing dishes. I love it. That is great. And, uh, you know, and, and I hope with the Pittsburgh Plastic Bag Band, I, I wish somebody would just, you know, that I know you're doing it, but yeah. the more people would say, why do you want to add more carbon to the atmosphere with these with these paper bags and these tote bags? You know, why don't you try, if you care about the planet, use a thin plastic bag. I'll, don't ban them. I'll keep trying, John. I know you will. I appreciate you coming <laughs> on the show. Okay, keep up the good fight. All right, man. Thanks. <laughs> That, that, Take care. See you later. That's John Tierney, Pittsburgh guy and a contributing editor at City Journal. We'll be right back. Attention. If you owe money to the IRS, this is an urgent message. The IRS is cracking down by sending out heart-stopping letters, aggressively garnishing paychecks, seizing bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. They call it enforced compliance. And you'd better watch out because penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily, making it seem impossible to ever get out of debt. Don't let tax debt destroy your life. You need to call Optima Tax Relief, the number one tax resolution firm. They are experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands. Optima's resolved over $1 billion of tax debt for their clients. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Michael Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the Radio Listeners Specials. Get deep discounts on MyPillow's mattress toppers, towels, and so much more. For example, Mike's offering a buy one, get one free offer on Giza Sheets. All my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener specials for the buy one get one free offer on Giza sheets. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 for these great specials. That's 800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. We love our cellular shades from Blinds.com. They're beautiful and make our entire house feel more like home. Thousands of customers update their home every month with Blinds.com. Whether you just moved to a new place or just want to give your home a little love this fall, go to Blinds.com for brand new window treatments and make your house feel more like home. Blinds.com makes it easy and affordable to upgrade your whole house with the latest styles, premium materials, and even motorization with no hidden fees or misleading quotes. Not sure where to start? 
Get advice from a Blinds.com professional design consultant for free. Whether you want to do it yourself or have them handle the measuring and installation for you, Blinds.com has you covered with free shipping and a 100% guaranteed perfect fit. Go to Blinds.com now to shop and save up to 35% off site-wide. That's Blinds.com for up to 35% off. Blinds.com. Pay over time with PayPal credit at Blinds.com. PayPal credit is subject to credit approval. Visit Blinds.com slash PayPal for details. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, Dad, what are you doing? Oh, hi, son. I thought I'd sing for the Legacy Box commercial. No, Dad, I want you to talk about Legacy Box, how it's the best way to digitize your family's home movies and photos. But there's no extra charge for singing. Thank you, but people need to understand that we can take old photos, VHS tapes, even film, and transfer them to DVD, thumb drive, or a digital download. Our trained technicians digitize everything by hand right here in the U.S., Don't worry, I'll cover all that. Legacy Box, Legacy Box, the best way to digitize home movies and photos so that they aren't lost. Proud of my son and his Legacy Box. Time's almost up. From sea to shining sea. Okay, I'll just read the rest of the ad then. Legacy Box is the best and easiest way to digitize your home movies and photos. Save 40% right now when you go to LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. That's 40% off at LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. So I'm looking at a picture here from the New York Post. Uh, Joe Biden showed up on Capitol Hill today. He's trying to get the Democrats to get together and uh, pass uh, something that he can sign uh, instead of waiting around for them to decide how they're going to steal all our money and waste it. Um, But there's Joe standing with uh, Nancy Pelosi. She and he are both wearing masks. Uh, They believe, I I don't know where they are, but his mask is down below his nose. Nothing annoys me more than seeing somebody (laughs) wearing a mask down below your nose. Uh, The the masks just annoy me in general. Uh, I'm sick of them. But that's just me. But if you're going to wear a mask and show everybody how much you're concerned about their health and, and how much you are protecting them from your germs... And then you you put it on, and then you wear it below your nose, so that all of that all those germs are coming out of your nostrils and infecting me. What's the point of all that? I mean, it just shows that it's just all theater and stupidity. Oh, just when's it going to end? Well, I think I say this every day now. It's not going to end. I mean, today's Friday. Maybe it'll end by Monday. I doubt it. I'll talk to you then. Bye. John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.